Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. It's Friday. Everyone seemed to think this was a long week, but we made it. TGIF. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a voice and a sounding board for business leaders and their trusted advisors, helping out wherever I can in a consultative manner. I share stories, provide perspective, create connection wherever I can. Every single Friday, one of my favorite things to do is offer what is left of my mind and my voice to a live weekly radio show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. We've been having a great time here the last year. I can't believe it's been just over a year now. Shout out to all the fine people at Friendship Circle and Chabad of Western Monmouth County for putting on a stellar event this past Sunday called Cars for Friendship. I got a chance to hang out in my new McLaren. Obviously, I wish that was my new McLaren. I think it was owned by uh, some social media influencer, which uh, we'll, we'll talk about that trend going on these days with my friend here in just a little bit. Also, wanted to say uh, thank you to my friend and special guest on the show earlier this year, Steve Trimbley from Trimbley and Prusinowski Attorneys. Uh, Steve invited me out to play in the preferred behavioral group uh, health group golf outing at Hollywood Golf Club earlier this week. I'm still trying to decide if Steve wanted to play golf or was suggesting that I might benefit from some of the mental health services offered by the organization. But at any rate, we had a, we had a great time together. In my travels, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. The crucial pearls of wisdom, the thought leadership we come up with gets eased aside. It gets swept under the rug in favor of our fun activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of these SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. So deeper meaning here, people, not just plays on words. I like to joke around, but I also like a little bit of deep thought here. I got my shades on. The weekend's just about here. Let's boogie. Today's show is... Changes in social media advertising. So social media has become a staple of people's lives and daily routines. I think we can all feel that. Some are so addicted that the last thing they do before going to sleep and the first thing they do after waking up is check their social media feeds. In light of the overwhelming presence of social media in consumers' lives, marketers, business owners, they've been flocking to social media platforms in the hope of connecting with their ideal customers. However, there's a content overload going on on social media, and there's lots of competition. It's rigorous. In order to stand out, you really need to have a clear social media marketing strategy, and you need to stay updated on the latest trends that can help fuel that strategy. So today, we're going to hear about some of those changes in social media marketing and advertising for 2021 and beyond. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? Well, we're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. Let's use the insight that we get on the SMB landscape. Take it. Create more impact come Monday morning. Don't forget about it over the weekend. Far too often, SMBs, they're focused on the product that's going to solve all their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand. One thing that I've seen out there that's very consistent, products change every single day in everything that we do. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping a focus on a good executable process that will help you achieve your ultimate goals. You do that, the right products will be there. They'll, they will present themselves when they're needed. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a great show, great discussion for you here today. Our special guest might look familiar to you. We are here with Adam Cohen, idea generator and 
founder of Top Shelf Advertising. Adam was born and raised in New Jersey, still currently resides here today. The journey into advertising began by writing a paper that achieved first place in a scholarship award in 2011 for Rowan University, uh, where he attended and then graduated in 2013 with a Bachelor of Arts in Advertising. After some experience in the industry in both New Jersey and New York City, Adam decided to launch Top Shelf Advertising in 2016. So Adam's agency realizes the importance of digital marketing and a results-driven approach. The goal, bridge the gap between good and bad by eliminating the negatives and optimizing the positives throughout all of your advertising efforts. Adam will act as your strategic partner and will solve the unique puzzle that the business presents to deliver top shelf results. Top Shelf Advertising, once again, dedicated to helping business owners with their advertising and marketing with the utmost integrity. Trust is very important, very important factor when it comes to handling your business. And Adam and Top Shelf consistently prove that they are worthy of that trust. You you guys will see if you're watching out there in Facebook Live land, the logo is in the shape of a pyramid, which represents the hierarchy of the of the company's values. On the top of the pyramid are the words Top Shelf. So Adam spent lots of time playing hockey growing up. The company is called Top Shelf Advertising, not just because it's a top shelf service. Top Shelf is a hockey term that refers to the most elusive and difficult part of the hockey net to reach where high-quality goals are scored. So Adam's agency aims for those Top Shelf goals, planning strategies that deliver meaningful, high-quality results rather than just going after the low-hanging fruit. Very similar to the SMB world, advertising is often considered a difficult aspect of business to master but extremely valuable when executed properly. Adam and Top Shelf never settle and they're never satisfied until you are. Adam is a phenomenal person to chat about the updates in social media. As always, we'll discuss my favorite three questions, which we did with Adam last year, but he did give me some some other answers this year. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Here to give us some updates on the industry and some deja vu from his appearance on the show almost exactly one year ago, Adam Cohen. Welcome back to Always Friday. Nice to see you here again. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back, and uh, congratulations on a year with this. Yeah, man. Lots lots of good content out there that you need to help me get, get out to the masses, right? Definitely. Definitely. So, Adam, give us a little bit of the founder's journey. How would you get to where you are today? So, uh, you did allude to the very beginning where I did write a paper that uh, was about copywriting and it inspired me to, you know, switch my college major from business management to advertising. Uh, after I was in college, I did have some experience working in New York and New Jersey for a couple of years within the industry. Um, after working in the industry for a few years, uh, I really just decided that I wanted to help local business owners uh, in New Jersey to you know help their businesses grow in every way possible i didn't want to be specific to one type of media even though um social media has now turned into the most uh important aspect for most businesses um you know we do other solutions as well but primarily we focus on um you know small to medium-sized businesses which are a lot of the business owners that you deal with and, um, you know, we kind of just started in 2016, uh, didn't have any prior relationships with any other, uh, business owners, uh, before that, 
you know, we ended up getting our first client and then our second and then our third. And, you know, year over year, uh, five years later, we've consistently seen growth, um, you know, as our journeys continued. And, you know, it's uh, an exciting journey. And, uh, you know, we've had testimonials and case studies from clients of the success that they've had in their business growth. You know, I've had some clients that have literally doubled in revenue and some clients who, you know, had no social media presence at all. And now it's the primary way that they uh, acquire customers and they, and grow their business. So I really help, uh, you know, develop the local businesses um, online presence and help them through that journey and through that process. Yeah, there's uh, any number of articles, including this uh, report that I I received recently from Salesforce. They come out with it every year about small, medium-sized business trends. And there's there's a lot of fodder amongst articles and reports like these. There's a little excerpt I took out of here. It said, the majority of SMBs have at least some of their operations online. Of those, nearly all moved a portion of their operations online in this past year. Safety and convenience for customers and employees is driving the shift, but... It's, it's also about increasing the online presence and things like social media, websites getting refined and more functional, email and email marketing campaigns over the past year. You've no doubt seen that firsthand. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, obviously the challenges of 2020, uh, leading into 2021, you know, there's been significant growth in online advertising and customer acquisition. Um, you know, everyone's had to basically reinvent themselves in that way. Yeah, they had a little infographic in here, and it was just talking about the the increases in the social media presence and whether it was significant or just a little bit. There, it was again roughly three quarters of small, medium sized businesses. So, you know, operationally for sure, but as far as getting the message out there, social media commerce and pushing the products and services online, it definitely doesn't seem like that's going away. Would you agree? Definitely not. Um, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about, um, you know, uh, whether there's been any um, dim- diminishment from any of the platforms in social media. And that's definitely not the case, even though there may be some more challenges, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, social media platforms are continuing to deliver and drive sales and, you know, convert new customers to help local businesses and larger businesses grow their revenue and reach their goals. So, you know, we talked last year and, you know, this is something where there's always value to having a good, clear message that's communicated digitally these days. You know, even a year ago, we could definitely identify with that. But how has your business model had to shift, pivot, accommodate for what people have been asking over this past year? Because there's no doubt the questions and needs that these SMBs have have gotten more intense and they're looking at you for for answers and solutions for, for, for more things. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, so a lot of businesses that weren't necessarily so driven by online sales had, were forced to make a pivot. And, you know, a lot of these, uh, uh, funnels that people go through, uh, when it comes through the buying process, have had to kind of, uh, invent ways that people can interact with them online. Um, so if there, there was a, uh, school that used to be, that I work with that used to only be in person. Um, and now that school offers online classes. So we actually had to change their entire sales funnel where, you know, somebody will go through to their website, 
they'll also see that their social media account, they'll kind of check in on, you know, does their social media page check out? Does their website check out? Once I go through that process, is it easy for me to sign up? Uh, what do I have to do in order to buy this program? Uh, and then on our end, as advertising and marketing professionals, we need to make sure that we can track every step of that process and make sure that, um, you know, you're getting high, getting leads. And not only are you getting leads, uh, you're getting high quality leads and those high quality leads need to then convert into sales. So, you know, on our end, we've really been trying to make sure that we, uh, develop new, uh, ways that customers can interact with, um, you know, these businesses, but then that we can also track this process so that we can continue to advertise to more potential customers to have the businesses grow even further. I'm so happy to hear you talk about the conversions, Adam, because yeah, day in, day out, I hear all over the place about lead generation, lead generation. And that's what folks are looking for a lot of times with you know, help from people in your position, lead generation. It's one thing to have a list of leads. It's another thing to have a lead engagement strategy that's synchronous with your social media marketing and advertising strategy. And that's where the whole conversion piece comes into play. And that's where a lot of the meat of this is, is actually realizing, you know, return on investment ROI into uh, you know, the business from the social media marketing and advertising campaign. So I love where your head's at. I'm excited for the rest of this conversation. I also did put your face on Mark Zuckerberg's uh, body a whole bunch of times. So I will share that with the audience here and there. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Adam Cohen, idea generator, founder of Top Shelf Advertising. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. But it's not just me. We're chatting once again, second time in the past year, uh, with my good buddy, Adam Cohen, idea generator, founder of Top Shelf Advertising, specializing in social media marketing and advertising campaigns on behalf of small, medium-sized businesses. We were just talking a little bit about some of the changes in social media over the past year. There's definitely some trends out there that we're going to get into with Adam. But, you know, SMB overall, they do tend to be embracing the digital first world. This is an excerpt that I pulled out of a report from Salesforce. Again, Salesforce uh, does a report every year, small and medium size business uh, market trends, trends report. And you know, there's plenty of discussion inside of this report, 30 pages about online presence, the role that social media plays in everything, all kinds of graphs and infographics and things like that. So Adam, this is the method part of this show. And I know we talked a little bit about the science behind what you do last year, but there are some things that have definitely changed in the social media marketing and advertising world. And I know you've been very on top of this and kicked some ideas back and forth with me. So, you know, give a little bit to the audience, th- things that have changed in social media this past year where people really need to be conscious of it and they need to have someone like you helping them along. So this year, there has been two major points of emphasis that I'd like to discuss. And the first is user-generated content is definitely uh, getting a higher response, and in particular, video. Uh, so raw, authentic content is dominating in, in terms of responses. Uh, videos will actually give you... Uh, consumers are 60% more likely to buy from a video ad as opposed to an image ad. So that's something that is definitely worth noting. And the other part of the process that I'd like to discuss is uh, the objectives that are available. Now it's really important to utilize cost per result campaigns. And these results can be identified as conversions within Facebook. And there's many different ways that you can identify these conversions. Uh, So there are some extra steps in order to have accurate data, but um, even though these extra steps are a little more tedious for people like me, they're actually very useful for uh, business owners and they can help you expand your business for the long term. Absolutely. So I want to want to throw something out there that uh, I saw a Hootsuite study. Hootsuite recently asked their clients what they were trying to achieve with social media. And by far, the most popular reason for businesses using social media was for increased acquisition of new customers. And that's that's not a big surprise, you know, but also followed by increasing the brand awareness and driving conversions, leads, purchases, product inquiries. Again, actual revenue on the board isn't always what denotes a conversion, but there it does seem to be a lot more awareness around, you know, is this having some type of impact and what's the return on investment? You know, I, I appreciate what you said that for folks in your position, it's a couple extra steps, but it really goes goes the distance to, to giving clients what they're looking for, transparency and consistency with all of this. But there is no extra steps on their part, right? There's no pain that they would feel. It's all stuff that someone in your type of position will help guide them and carry the ball so that they get to their goal, Right. Yes, that's 100% accurate. So you'd also mentioned video content. I, I hope everyone picked up on that number because that's 
staggering. And I'm, you know, I'm a visual person, even though we do a, a radio show here. I love goofing around with the green screen. Most people like visual engagement. People are 60% more likely to buy when there is a video component to the advertising. So talk to us a little bit about that. How have you, you know, started to accommodate that with your business model? I know you've been speaking, you know, in our circles a little bit more about video content. Talk to us about that. Yes, video has become much more prevalent in social media advertising campaigns. I have personally been doing a lot of video work lately. Uh, and what I really try to do is make very specific uh, targeted video content uh, related to the business. Uh, you know, you may have different aspects of your business, uh, different services that you offer. And the more specific that you are with the video content, the higher quality leads you will receive from your advertising campaigns. So for example, you're trying to target a certain type. If I'm trying to target business owners with an advertising campaign, that video needs to speak specifically to that business owner in a way where when somebody is watching that video, they literally think to themselves, wow, this video was created just for me. I'm having these pain points with my business and I need to grow my business. I maybe have an issue developing social media content. I need help creating social media content. I need help uh, acquiring more leads. If these are all questions that are already being answered in the consumer's mind, then you know if you're addressing these pain points that they're having, they're significantly more likely to uh, engage with your content and then contact you for your products and services. You know, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that this, this type of video content does need to be very specific in the ask, just like any sort of ask for a referral of business. It's if you use the dirty words of somebody, everybody, anybody, it usually equates to nobody. People don't think of, you know, they know oh, everybody. I know everybody. Great. But the more specific you are, the more likely people are to attach to that type of you know campaign. It's almost like if you're if you're creating your own course curriculum, it's like this section is about X, next section is about Y. It's you know, a lot of times people want to riddle you with absolutely everything that they can do, products and capabilities of the business. And remember, it's it's more about the story behind each of the capabilities and what's going to make an impact with the audience. So uh, I, I love the sentiment. Uh, one of the big trends that that you and I read about out there. There, again, video content will continue to dominate. It says if you're not currently creating videos, it is time that you include them in your content strategy. In the very near future, and arguably happening as we speak, videos will dominate social media. And anyone who doesn't come to terms with that, they're really going to have a tough time staying competitive. So, is this something in your travels? You know, starting out in 2016, you fast forward five years. Have you revisited this topic with your SMB clients and have they been receptive to it where you 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 put together a video content strategy with them that is kind of short, sweet to the point for their different offerings? Yes, definitely. I have had conversations with different business owners where, you know, maybe in 2016, they may have been more geared towards a traditional advertising campaign, whether that be billboards or TV or things like that. And over the last few years, I've seen a consistent shift of advertisers going towards a video strategy to talk about all of the different products and services they offer. And the best way to utilize those videos 
is by posting these videos on social media and on your website and creating content specifically geared towards your ideal customer for each one of those services. Um, so between the different products and services, we, we work with a, with a lot of different industries. Uh, you know, we work with some home improvement companies. Let's say you're working with a plumber and this plumber specializes in residential homes and they want to do a video specifically about water heaters or about uh, gas lining uh, or another home improvement company that I work with may have an inkling about uh, walk-in closets versus a home office or a pantry. And we do create videos about all of these different specific areas of services that these businesses offer. And that really resonates with the consumers that are in need for these products and services. So I think about these little videos, you know, little mini stories and part of the whole storytelling thing. If you line up and you use some great examples there, you line up 10 plumbers next to each other. For the most part, the services, the products and services that they're offering are going to be very, very similar. But the stories they tell of how they got there and what they see, they seen in their travels and what they see even particular times of year, I'd assume is something that's sensitive to what you're doing with this. There, those might be a little bit different than, you know, if you line 10 plumbers up next to each other. So even just the exercise of, getting folks to tell their story or helping them share their story the way that you do and the way that I like to do, you know, especially for folks like you, uh, there's a, there's a lot of value there. I, I always encourage business owners to have an over a business overview video or an about us video telling their personal story and telling why they're different in addition to raw authentic examples of their work. So the combination of, you know, Really just giving somebody that uh, sense of who am I working with and what am I going to feel like when I'm working with them? Uh, if somebody is seeing an ad online, they want to feel that personal connection as best they can online so that they're then comfortable enough to contact you further and then you know get more information about what it's like to really work with your business. So another trend out there is the concept of influencer marketing. And this kind of bleeds into the madness part of our show, which uh, we're coming up to a, to a commercial break. So we'll, we'll use this topic to ease into the next segment here. But influencer marketing, and I think of the video content and telling the stories, influencer marketing is like a real crazy thing these days. Like I, if I see my kids watching videos of other folks playing video games, it drives me nuts. I'm just like, why don't you just play the video game yourself? That way you can have the experience. But there are young folks out there. I make a joke with the fancy car in the beginning of the show, but you know, I, it's the f young folks out there that are videoing and posting on YouTube, you know, brand promotion, brand awareness, them playing video games, them doing walkthroughs of video games. It's all stuff that's compensating them heavily. And people, especially if there's a generational gap, people are looking at and scratching their heads going, why are people paying this kid a hundred grand a month to sit in his underwear playing video games? Any thoughts or commentary on that? Influencer marketing has become the, you know, there used to be the yellow pages and that was a big, big part of marketing for a long time. Uh, influencer marketing, you know, there was a lot of in-person networking. Obviously, the pandemic slowed that down. Influencer marketing has become the new online networking. It's the next best thing that tells a personal story, but also shows real examples of how you can 
uh, refer people online. And people really seem to trust the raw, authentic examples of other businesses. It's kids and younger professionals also saying, hey, I've used this product or service and they've worked for me. And it really speaks to them in a way where they can visually see it uh, as an example of work for these other businesses that they endorse. There's some forums where a lot of the influencer thing seems kind of crazy, but you know, in, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of method behind the madness, so to speak. And there's actually training programs out there these days. And I've seen them pumping up a great deal during the pandemic about influencer marketing and how to speak with influence, not in a derogatory, let's dupe some, somebody type of way, but you know, speaking in a way where people really hear what you have to say and really feel you know, the motion of the tide. Motion creates emotion. So love the topic. We're going to talk a little bit more about it when we come back from this break with my good friend, Adam Cohen, idea generator and founder of Top Shelf Advertising. Stay with us. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my friend Adam Cohen, idea generator and founder at Top Shelf Advertising. We're going to get a little bit into the madness, Adam, the madness, the artistic observational part of the show. No story too taboo. Anything goes. We were just talking a little bit about influencer marketing, not necessarily a new trend, but definitely one that seems like it's here to stay. And some of the method and the madness that comes around that is you know, a lot of young younger folks are making inordinate amounts of money just by kind of broadcasting what they're doing and creating brand awareness and again just just to promote the brands it, you know again it can be seen from both sides of the table just sheer number of influencers on social media folks that are broadcasting themselves checking out cars or playing video games but also you could see with the increase in marketing spend and Adam you probably see this firsthand on influencer marketing by businesses. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff that you've seen out there as of late that, you know, around these topics and also getting to the end of the rainbow, converting more business, things that people have been asking you to do a little outside of the ordinary lately. So there definitely has been a lot of madness in the social media world in yes. 2021. There's been a lot of changes. Uh, Influencer demand has increased. Uh, it definitely helps with local targeting, especially if you have an influencer in your geographic vicinity. Um, there are also influencers where and different types of businesses where you don't really need it to be as local. And, and somebody who has just an ex a significantly large following, uh, you know, if they have thousands or millions of followers, their voice is heard across many different areas. So it can certainly help your business grow uh, in the way where that online referral is just as good as an in-person referral nowadays. Sure. Uh, but another area where there's been some madness has been in uh, attribution reporting. And there's been a lot of changes within the major social media platforms over the last year, uh, in particular, Facebook and Instagram the most. Uh, generally, a lot of the other platforms tend to copy them. But the conversions... API is now required. That's a big, important step. Uh, the major thing that a lot of people probably are noticing is the iOS 14 update that was conducted by Apple uh, now requires a lot of different companies to ask, uh, do you want to be tracked or do you not want to be tracked on your phone? You're probably noticing a lot of different uh, websites asking you this more and more frequently, asking about cookies, asking about server activity. Uh, so this is basically the workaround to still track people um, while not being able to track their cookie activity. You are still able to track their server activity. Um, and basically, once you have the conversions API in place, then you can have much more targeted campaigns when it comes to tracking and setting up camp conversions. This kind of uh, leads into what I was what I mentioned in the last segment. It's very, very important to make sure that your business sales funnel has proper conversions set up in a way where, you know, if somebody presses this button, that's what you want a sale to be considered to be. If they put in their payment information, if they buy this product, if somebody presses call now, if somebody submits an email or a form submission, uh, once those that once that information is submitted, then if that is connected properly from your website to your social media platforms. That's how you can track conversions in the best way possible. In addition to having the conversions API turned on to really get a true return on your investment that can help 
almost any business grow, uh, especially e-commerce businesses have expanded significantly in the last year through online advertising and social media advertising. But local service businesses have exploded as well in a way where you know people are getting more leads through form submissions and email uh, contacts, as well as phone calls and people just calling up and asking for services the old-fashioned way. Uh, so those are some areas where there's been some significant change that is really, really beneficial to any small to medium sized business owner. You know, you, you said a couple of things really important there, and I've seen this firsthand as well. Your sales funnel has to have the proper conversion set up or else you know, how do you know how effective it is? And this goes back to a sentiment that I've shared in the past couple of weeks and months with other guests, even that it's not about lead generation. It's like, yes, you want to get more lead generation. You want to get more opportunities. You want to get more at-bats. But it's it's more about lead engagement. When you get the opportunity, what happens after that? And how do you quantify success or a win? And for like, kind of like you said, for some people, that might be putting in credit card information. For some, it might just be getting their name, phone number, and email address. So, But that's that's where you really have to have somebody at your side to help guide you through all this. And I, th- I think everybody out there can identify with the idea of seeing more of the, oh, we use cookies to track this on every website that they go to these days. And, you know, it's an important point that you made that, you know, just because you don't allow cookies doesn't mean that they can't track your server activity and gain some so insight into how you're doing things. By the way, another aspect of madness that I wanted to bring up this week is that that big Facebook outage. So naturally, there's a picture of you on Mark Zuckerberg's body again. So everybody was forced to take a break from social media this past week, which is probably welcome for some people. I couldn't help it. This is a, a picture from the airplane movie with the guy pulling out the plug for the whole electricity in the airport. <laughs> it just, uh, I saw a meme about it and I thought it was hilarious. But uh, there were people that, that seemed like they almost needed to go to the emergency room because they couldn't access their social media profiles. But did you have any clients, SMB folks that contacted you and went, what the hell's going on with Facebook? I'm doing this marketing. Where are my leads? What's going on here? I did have some inquiries, but thankfully, um, I was able to pause some of the campaigns so that it didn't really have a significant impact on them. Uh, so, uh, some, you know, most of my campaigns are run on a monthly basis, and fa- uh, Facebook and Instagram were down for about seven hours or so, um, and it was in the afternoon to evening. So, you know, a, a lot of leads did come in in the morning, and some were paused before the delay in the afternoon. But it definitely had an impact and people noticed for sure, uh, well, personally or professionally. Yeah, I, I would think they did. I mean, definitely people noticed personally. It's a people going through withdrawal for seven hours and not being able to access. And then the slew of jokes and memes that came after that about the Facebook outage. But, you know, business wise, I could see it being a little bit of a different concern and, you know, for folks in your position that are catering to small, medium sized business clients where they just go, Hey, like this is my preferred forum. I'm not doing print advertising anymore. I'm not doing this. This is kind of where I'm putting most of my, my concentration and then it's just going to break down. Are there, are there folks that look at something like that and then second guess the idea of putting money into that saying, Oh, at any given time, somebody could hit a button and this could be just terminated. It's like, should I go back to the old print advertising? I'd imagine not, but lay it on us. What have you seen? So in the social media world and in advertising in general, oftentimes things go wrong. (laughs) It's not a perfect system. It's something that 
is being worked on and has forced a lot of change. So one of the changes, uh, one of the things that makes people question is uh, with the reporting, if you don't have your conversions API in place properly, uh, or, or just given Facebook has come out and stated uh, that there may be up to a 20% discrepancy between how they do their reporting versus any other platforms reporting like Google or or anything along those lines. Um, so that's one thing that kind of makes people a little more, you know, it, the numbers aren't matching up as well as they used to do. They're starting to question more. So another thing that Facebook and Instagram and some of these other social media companies are doing away with that they're now changing is there used to be a uh, what a uh, help community where basically it was just a forum where a bunch of different people would comment on different areas to... Um, uh, you know, get the answers to the problems that they were facing. Now there is actually a very strong customer service initiative that is uh, being put in place. It's actually not fully in place yet, but um, there were enough complaints about the customer service from the social media platforms that the forums were not good enough and the help articles weren't helpful enough. So the customer service initiative is definitely going to be stronger going forward. Uh, but there still are going to be social communities. And even in networking opportunities, uh, you can comment and people look for recommendations and people ask questions. And on the platforms themselves, you could still comment and refer, you know, the social media community, uh, local business opportunities. Somebody may ask, oh, do you know a local real estate agent? Do you know a local mortgage guy? Um, and that's something that can also be a way to gain business organically, as well as the paid advertising methods, which are admittedly going to get more assistance from customer service going forward. I could see some of those forums becoming very opinionated very quickly and not necessarily addressing the questions or issues at hand. So totally understand that and totally understand the idea of uh, at any given moment, things can go wrong in marketing and advertising. And I would echo that sentiment for doing a live radio show as well. And with no edit button, any number of things that could go wrong at any moment, which brings about another topic of discussion real quick. You know, One of the trends that we looked at together out there is that live streaming is the new norm. I love doing what I've been doing for over a year now, but there are lots of other people out there, whether they're doing a full hour long radio show or they're just doing you know, a couple minute little pit stops online, live streaming, everybody has the need, the want to carry out their business online. So people who have never used video before, they participate in you know, Zoom calls like, like, it's, like it's a sec second nature at this point. Even elderly folks who might have not had a, a, a smartphone before 2020, they've had to ad adopt to this, like streaming and online chat and everything being online enabled. Any experience that you've had as of late with people asking you to do live streaming of, of, of them, you know, involved in their product or product or service distribution? I have done a few live streams. Uh, and the best thing that you can do with live streaming is reuse your live streaming. A lot of these platforms allow you to record and allow you to repurpose your videos after they've been done in the live form. And when you do these live uh, shows or live recordings, the streams are very in touch with the people who are on there currently, but you know, depending upon what time of day, not everyone will be able to go on there. So it's really good to kind of uh, make sure that you have a backup option to make sure that you can hit all of those potential people who did want to see your opinions in a different light or discuss a topic in more detail that you wouldn't necessarily have enough time to cover uh, by repurposing those videos 
as static videos in addition to live streams so that you can get the most uh, distribution of the content possible. Yep. Something that you and I definitely need to talk further about. That's one thing. I've produced a lot of content in this past year and haven't done the best job of repurposing it the way I want. So more to come on that. Totally agree. We will be back in just a few moments with Adam Cohen, Idea Generator, founder of Top Shelf Advertising. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Adam Cohen, idea generator and founder at Top Shelf Advertising. By the way, if you guys like small, medium-sized business and entrepreneurial-related discussion, you're going to want to stay with talkradio.myc for the 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time show, The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox. This is a milestone episode for Jeremiah. This is number 100, so don't miss this. Jeremiah and his guests tend to have some awesome pearls of wisdom for the the Friday SMB and entrepreneurial-oriented crowd, so definitely stay with talkradio.myc. We're going to bring things home with my buddy Adam Cohen here, Top Shelf Advertising your boutique advertising agency. We're going to get into the message part of the show here. So from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact, we've talked about a lot of good stuff here, as we did last year, talking about uh, what what folks in your position can bring to the table, working on people's social media marketing and advertising campaigns. Uh there's there's a lot here. You got to keep current with the times. You need to continue to evolve. Just because you put together a strategy last year doesn't mean that it's going to show you the most optimal success this year. A lot of complexities on the back end with you know conversion and tracking that as far as sales and revenue go. But give us some sound bites for the end of the program here. What weekend insight can folks take away to make Monday impact for their business, Adam? 
So hopefully any potential business owners that are thinking about how they can improve in 2022 and what their social media strategy should be going forward, the two biggest things I'd like to recommend are that you should definitely invest in video content and very specific video content in that because the quality of your creative that you use in your advertising will take you as far as your advertising can go. So the better that the creative is, the better your advertising campaigns will be. If the campaign is not executed very well, the campaign will most likely not perform as well. So video content in general is 60% more likely to convert as opposed to just pictures. So I highly, highly recommend making specific videos about each service that you offer for your business or products, or also uh, telling your business story, doing a business overview video, doing an about us video. So just really personalizing and expressing why you are different through video content will go a very long way within your advertising campaigns. Which brings me to point number two is your advertising campaigns. You definitely should get some assistance to make sure that they are set up properly. You want to make sure that you have conversions conversions set up properly. Uh, you want to make sure that you have conversions API in place so that you can track them properly. And you want to make sure that you test the conversions so that you can track different cost per result campaigns, whether that result be a uh, cost per purchase campaign, a cost per website contact campaign, whether that be a phone call or an email. Once you have all those things in place, then success is right around the corner. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more. And again, I, I keep thinking of just folks gravitating towards getting names and phone numbers and email addresses so that they can prospect further, just a lead generation list. And for some businesses, some models out there that you work with, that might be a conversion metric that they look at. But you know, a lot of times people are looking for, well, did this did this actually contribute money to my bottom line? Did I get more sales from from this online advertising? And they don't really have the mechanism in place to, to really quantify that in any measurable form. So very important stuff here. Remember, you can get a map and a compass anywhere online. You're looking for somebody to guide you through the wilderness of social media marketing and advertising. And Adam Cohen, Top Shelf Advertising, one such person that you should definitely reach out to. I have Adam's contact information. You want to get in touch with me, get in touch with Adam. You could text SMB guy, S-M-B-G-U-Y to 21,000. Adam, before I let you go here for the day, we're going to revisit my three magic questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? I have uh, memories of Peter Griffin and uh, Eminem for sure. I vividly remember that picture from last time. <laughs> but uh, for the, your favorite character this time around, you went with a Star Wars theme today, Boba Fett. So the character Armored Bounty Hunter that's featured in both the original and the prequel film trilogies, there he is in all his glory. Uh, There's also some some Boba Fett stuff coming out uh, shortly. It's not just uh, Star Wars and the Mandalorian. There's the book of Boba Fett coming out. Are are you uh, up on that? Is that something that you're waiting with bated breath for? I I am up to date on all that, and I am very excited to see – the book of Boba Fett. I'm a fan of the Mandalorian show. I watched all the original trilogies. I'm caught up on all of the movies that were produced, even the new ones. So I'm very excited to see how they're going to tell the beginning story about this character. 
And I always just thought, you know, he had really cool armor and, you know, he was a bounty hunter. He wasn't really, you know, he did stuff for the good side and the bad guys. You know, he kind of goes back and forth. Uh, I just always thought he had a very cool ship, unique character. So I'm very excited to see how uh, he develops in this next chapter of the Book of Boba Fett. Yep. And again, you talk about, you know, you love Star Wars. You had mentioned Yoda also in passing, which, you know, I do often look at you as a, as, although uh, definitely younger than myself, a Yoda of this industry that you play in. Much to learn you still have as far (laughs) as the marketing and advertising goes as it relates to social media and creating a digital presence. So, you know, just some, uh, some good, uh, analogies to be made there it's it's not definitely not something that you can master overnight and there's a lot of you know method behind the madness that goes into what you do but you know it's a almost like a hiring a bounty hunter on your behalf to capture some of those those leads and uh and, and revenue it's a good a good way of looking at it but yeah Bo, the book of boba fett's coming out uh towards the end of the year i believe in december so you know uh, definitely maybe we'll check that out together actually but as far as the music goes last time you had talked about about vocals and the human voice, which uh, I, you know, I like for someone like you giving giving folks a voice and putting putting some uh, pictures and method and story behind the story of the SMBs that you're working with. Uh, and I thought you really looked a lot like Eminem. I couldn't help but share that picture again with everybody. <laughs> but another artist that you said you've been told in the past that you look like is Chester Bennington, uh, the singer uh, passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. Uh, of Lincoln Park. So singer, songwriter, occasional actor, lead vocalist of Lincoln Park, but also Grey Days, Dead by Sunrise, and Stone Temple Pilots. So, you know, I, I could see it a little bit. I really thought you looked more like Eminem to me. <laughs> well, I People was always... to say you look like this dude. I, I, I've gotten Chester more, but hey, either one, I, I, I'd take it, I guess. But I was always a big Lincoln Park fan. Uh, all of their old stuff, uh, even their, you know, most recent work as well. Uh, I thought Chester was very talented as uh, the lead, lead singer there. And, you know, I could still, you know, work out to it. I could still jam to Linkin Park at any time as I can with most Eminem songs. So those are, even though they're two very different genres, love both of those uh, musicians and the music that they provide. Yep. I just it's such such a good, you know, analogy to me of putting a voice with the SMB story out there. It's something that I love to do. I know it's something that you love to do. And it's something that is very needed these days. A lot of times people have trouble, especially the closer they are to something that they do, they have trouble articulating it to everybody else. And they want to kind of riddle everybody with everything they've ever done and every facet of everything. You know, you have make some great points throughout the show today of you know, even if somebody filmed an hour long about us story, chop it up into the little bite sized pieces that are important for the particular campaign for that time and place, that offering, whatever it is, and people will be more likely to digest it and take action on it and generate some revenue from it. Adam, great to have you on the show once again. You have the distinction of being my first repeat guest on the show, episode three and whatever this is, episode 51. I, I don't know. I keep screwing up the numbers and losing count, but great to have you here once again. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking to my buddy, Tommy Carroll. He's director of marketing and business development for ProCare Rehabilitation. We're going to be talking about getting back in the game after you get hurt. So ProCare has always prided itself on being physical therapist owned and operated up to 11 different locations 
locations around the state of New Jersey. I believe they're in the process of opening number 12 right now. With current healthcare climate trending towards big hospital systems and big corporate types of settings, ProCare has always thrived because of its commitment to quality and personalized service. So we're going to get more from Tommy next week. Adam, thanks again for joining me here today. Everybody. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Great to have you here once again. We will see you next week, 11 a.m. Eastern time here on Always Friday, right between Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus and Jeremiah Fox on the Entrepreneurial Web. Until then, see you guys next time. are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.